Hi friends, it's Vanessa Liu, your host of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life as a perfectionist in truth and love. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Angela Olinghaus. She is a wife and a mother who often struggles with finding time to write. In this episode, we will work on unblocking the fears that are holding her back from achieving the goals God has put on her heart. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism is a destructive habit that plays a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism holds us back and it forces us to live from a place of fear instead of love. Perfectionism lies to us by keeping us in the not enough zone, because when you strive for the impossible goal of perfection, you will always find yourself in the lack. Angela, thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm so glad, I'm, and I'm excited about like some of the things we're going to talk about, because I feel like it's really going to be relatable to mm-hmm. a lot of people. And hopefully in that relatability, um, it's going to help a lot. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So we're going to start right out the gate here. What are the things that you feel are bothering you um, that you feel so hard to let go of? Um, I think for me, it's the whole perfectionism thing. Um, You know, we're in a mindset of we have to do everything right. Your house has to always look clean. You have to have the right things to say to people, have to look presentable all the time. So you you put on this facade, I think, sometimes to try to make everything look like everything's fine. You don't have any Mm -hmm. problems. You don't have any worries. You don't have any fears. And that's just not reality. So Mm -hmm. I think what I'm trying to do lately is trying to realize that it's okay to be me. I don't have to look perfect, act perfect, put on the mask. Um, Mm. I used to say sometimes when I would be like in a public setting, and it could even be with family, that I felt like I was putting on a mask and I wasn't, I was being fake, acting like I was happy and maybe I wasn't always happy. So I think the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that it's okay to be me and Mm -hmm. not have to be this person that people expect me to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really, really important message. Um, And for me, I I can relate, you know, uh, always feeling like you have to be a certain way or look a certain way. And and then you get to a point where you realize, why am I even doing this? Like, does exactly. anyone even care anyway? Right. <laughs> um, but we feel all this pressure from the outside. Uh, and then when you realize you don't have to do that, it's so freeing. Um, and, you know, that comes from your identity in Christ. That's where we get that freedom. Um, God created you who he wanted you to be. He knows the struggles you're going to go through um, and he's going to use them for good. Mm-hmm. You know, like he will, if, if we allow him to, he will. <laughs> um, so you've shared with me that God, family, and writing are your most important priorities. So what do you feel specifically gets in the way of your writing? For instance? I think for me, it's myself. I tell myself that I'm not good enough. I don't have the right words to say, the, the, the right topics to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of self-doubt. 
but what I have found is when I do write or I post a blog or whatever that I get a lot of great response from it. A lot of people do resonate from it. And I, I feel like a lot of it comes from God. A lot of times I'll say mm -hmm. a prayer before I start my writing mm -hmm. and whatever just flows through my fingers, if you will, because I type it out. I don't handwrite it out. Um, God wants me to say, and I feel like a lot of the experiences that I've been through through life have helped me to shape the writer that I've become, but I have to get out of that self-doubt persona. So I try to tell myself, okay, you've gotten great feedback. You've had professors in college that told you you should be a writer. You have family that believe in you. Just do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I've had, I've even had um, what I feel is God telling me point blank, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so there was a period of time where I was praying about this a couple of years ago and just saying, God, you know, please give me a sign. I don't care if it's a billboard as I'm driving down the road that says, Angela, you're supposed to write. <laughs> and when I was in church that day, I kid you not, the pastor, I felt like he was kind of looking at me in general. And he said, you know, there's some people in here that I feel like are holding back onto their dreams and they need to just do it. Just follow your dreams. You're meant to do what you're supposed to do if God has a calling on your heart, you need to follow it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I didn't say anything to my husband about it. We get into the, the vehicle to leave, to come home. And he said, I feel like God was telling me something that, you know, to, to confirm what you're already thinking. And I'm like, oh really? What is that? And I immediately started crying because I already knew. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're supposed to write and we need to get you a laptop or whatever we need to do in order to help you to write. So I know I need to get out of my own way and follow God's dream for myself, which is to write. That's my calling. That's I know I'm supposed to do it. So when I have this self doubt or I'm like, Oh, I could do the laundry or I need to, you know, go to the store or do this or that. I need, I need to do what I need to do, which is to sit down and mm -hmm. write. So. Right. And I think that's a beautiful story um, that your, you know, your husband was so supportive and Hey, uh, we need to get you a laptop. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. love that. Um, so when do you feel like that? When was that about? Um, I want to say it was last summer. Okay. Um, I know it was summertime. So it was either last summer or the summer before, but all through my life, especially I would say the last 12 years or so I have had countless signs from God telling me to write. So mm -hmm. even when I was 30, I was really struggling with, okay, God, what topic do I write about? I mean, what am I supposed to share? I mean, is mm -hmm. it my, my past, my, you know, Am I supposed to make something up? What am I supposed to write about? And plain as day, I felt like God was saying, write about me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, duh, hello. <laughs> so I just felt like God is constantly nudging me and putting it on my heart. And then I get re um, confirmations, if you will, either from family or friends to say, what are you waiting for? So, mm -hmm. so uh, since last summer, Mm -hmm. When you were like, okay, this is happening. You know, my husband's confirming this, the pastor is, do you feel like your writing time has increased? Um, I would say yes. Still not as much as I, I would hope for it to be. Um, but I joined Hope Writers a couple of months ago and mm -hmm. that has been huge for me because I'm learning um, different techniques and I'm getting inspiration from so many people and meeting um, several people that are members as well, such as yourself, I have purchased some books that I've been reading and I'm trying to make it a daily, um, ritual, if you will, to do something with hope writers, rather it's critiquing somebody's work. I've had several people reach out to me to say, Hey, can you critique this for me? Which is a huge honor or, um, you know, doing some of the tests or the quizzes that's in hope writers. So that's been a huge help for me. 
and pushed me and I finally got my laptop. So, so that's made me to, to want to deep dive a little bit more into my writing as well. Yeah. I mean, definitely a shout out to Hope Writers because it is a great place. It really yes, it is. is. Mm -hmm. I, huge. I feel like the resources available, the inspiration is like overflowing. Mm -hmm. yes <laughs> it's overflowing for sure so i i'm so glad that you're you know you're having that positive um experience there as well mm -hmm. so you know i would say it seems like you have everything you need to pursue it and not just pursue it in in thought but in actuality because, um, the, like you said, the only thing stopping you is yourself. Yes. And one of the questions I had for you, you, you already answered about, um, you know, do you, I asked, do you believe God wants you to spend time writing? And I know from everything you said <laughs> that he absolutely does. Yes. And so, you know, maybe today you can take this podcast as a further encouragement to not let any doubts or fears stop you and to carve out that time, whether it's, you know, X amount of times a week or, you know, this many hours a day type thing, but like make a plan for yourself and commit to it just because if God's put it on your heart, then you want to follow through with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so that, that's something that I would say, and, and you can pray about if it's how, you know, a few times a week or so many hours a day, but I would say, make sure it's a priority, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and like put the laundry off until the writing right. is done. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly right. So the other way around, because I tend to say, well, you know, let me get this done first and then I'll write because I feel like it's kind of a, a punishment reward type thing. So let me get the, the hard task out of the way. And then my reward is writing. And in, mm -hmm. instead, I think I need to reverse that because I feel so energized from writing and feel so much better about myself and et cetera, so that I can handle those tasks I don't really want to do. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, I'm the same way. I have flipped the script there because I used to do the same thing. Like, oh, well, if I get this and this and this and this done, then I can sit down and write. Mm -hmm. And now, guess what? The dishes stay in the sink for a <laughs> while because I'm writing first, you know? <laughs> Good for you. Yes. <laughs> the and way it, it should be. It's crazy how it shifts, though. Like, it really does. And, you know, sometimes I'll feel the guilt monster because, you know, the laundry's piling up and the floor needs to be swept. And again, the dishes need to be cleaned. But you know what? Like God is in it all. And it's just a way to practice um, all those pressures, right? Like no one's coming at me. No one's mad exactly. that there's, you know, dog hair on the floor. I'm mad, but they're not. Right. No one's <laughs> mad that there's some dishes in the sink. No one's mad that the laundry's piling up, but we feel it. We feel like, oh no, I got to get this done. This is my responsibility or else, you know, I'm not going to earn my keep. Right. Mm -hmm. So to speak. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever had that thought, but oh, I yeah. have. 
Um, I think that's part of the, the feel like you're have to be a perfectionist too. Yes. Like your house has to be in order. You have to have your to-do list done. You have to, you know, cause I work a full-time job too. So everything at work has to be done. And, you know, I tend to work a lot of extra hours too. So it's that whole perfectionism, like make sure everything's all in line before mm-hmm. I can do what I want to do. And I yes. need to stop that. I have to put myself first sometimes because then where's my joy? Where's my happiness? And I don't want to lose sight of that. Well, and even more than just putting yourself first, you know, you mm-hmm. know that this is something God wants you to do. So if you, if you, maybe if you even look at it as like, I'm going to put God first and I'm going to sit and write, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then yeah. it might even um, make you have more permission, you know, uh, you, you might even feel more permitted to do it. Um, so this next question, it's great. We're, we're totally like covering all these things, but maybe we can hit on a little bit more. So as I said before, you know, perfectionism hinders us from Mm -hmm. living in our God given purpose by lying to us. Uh, It tells us things like you have to be better than you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, tells us you don't have enough time. Uh, no one wants to read what you write anyway. And you know what? I think you hit all of those, didn't you? <laughs> I think so. I didn't I think, necessarily mean to, but I didn't think I did. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's just, I mean, and I'm, I'm saying it, I'm happy to say it because it shows that these fears that, that I gave as examples are very real fears. Oh, I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. So many people can relate to these, yourself included, myself included. That's how I came up with them right? Yeah, <laughs> <Because> there you go. <laughs> they were my fears as well. And it's not that they never come back, but they're very faint. Um, and I know that they're lies. So I can just like push them aside and be like, Oh, actually God equipped me to do this. God want, called me to do this and I'm going to do it. And that's just a lie from the enemy trying to keep me down so that I don't do the work that God's called me to do. And so when I reaffirm that to myself over and over and over again, guess what? That belief takes root and it, and it really wipes out that root of doubt or fear. Um, and you know, those guys go together all the time anyway. So they're pretty much. I definitely agree with what you said because, um, and I had just recently read your book as well. You, I know you talk a lot about the self self talk about the negative comments and stuff like that. So um, years ago, I had a therapist of mine actually that said, you know, take post-it notes and put up positive affirmations for yourself. Like mm-hmm. you are good enough. You are going to do the best that you can today. Um, it's okay if you don't get everything done. And I started doing that at home. I started doing that at work. And so I feel like if nothing else, I'm a kind of a positive role model for the associates I have at work and for my family. So anytime they start feeling down or negative or beating themselves up, like, you know, I don't like this, or I didn't do very good, or I'm stupid. I'm like, no, you're not. And this is why, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think self-talk is huge. If it's negative, you're not going to do very well. If it's positive, then chances are you're going to push yourself a little bit more and you're going to have a positive outcome. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, that's okay too. But beating yourself up is not helping yourself. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had to come a long way with that. Um, I used to be nothing but negative self-talk and Mm -hmm. beating myself up and measuring myself because I felt like I was not good enough. But like I said earlier, the older I've gotten, the, the more I've kind of let that go. And it's more the positive talk, positive energy. And yes, I can do this. Even if sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I can do this or not, but 
in the heart of it all, I know I can, and I will push myself and I'll, I'll be okay. So Mm -hmm. it's just giving ourselves a little bit of grace and helping those around us too, to know that you're not dumb. You're not, you know, even if they're struggling or whatever, but to build them up so that they will be okay and they can't get through the day, especially Mm -hmm. for children or whoever, but yeah. And I, I love what you're saying. Um, and it's true. And the same thing happened for me when I started really trying to speak positively over myself, it's mm-hmm. contagious and, yes. and you catch other people doing, Oh no, 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 that's not true. Actually you're this, you know, um, and, and helping them out that way. And it is definitely caught on with my children. They, uh, it's very rare that they'll say anything negative about themselves. They're usually speaking positively. And then if one of them does say something negative, before I even have a chance to respond, the other one is going, no, remember? Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) It Uh is the most precious thing. And probably one of the things that brings me so much joy is seeing, you know, the truth come to life in my children. Uh, And so that's a big blessing for me. Um, And I I wanted to touch a little bit more on this, you know, positive self-talk and removing, you know, casting out the lies of perfectionism and choosing to live in the truth because what's going to make it even more effective is rooting those truths um, in the scripture, Mm -hmm. right? Like why are we enough? You know, Mm -hmm. like, well, why are we good enough? Well, because of Christ, And so through him, as we know, we can do all things. Now, it's funny because I get all technical here just because I've had so many things to think about and, and experiences to go off of. And it's like, it's not that you have the ability to do anything that's against God's will, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But anything that is in his will and that he has called you to, you can have the confidence that he will see you through. And that is, that message is through the entire Bible, mm-hmm. right? You know, starting from the very beginning, all of those people, most of them had this, really? Me? You want me to do that? I don't right. know what to do. I'm not good at that, you know? <laughs> um And so those characters have actually given me, like helped really build up my confidence in the Lord. Cause it's like, it's not about what I think I can do. It's Mm -hmm. about what I allow God to do through me. Mm -hmm. And so that little perspective shift has made such a big difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I try my hardest to share that with people like, no, you can do anything that God has called you to do. Anything. Mm-hmm. He's not going to stop you. He's mm-hmm. going to make the way. He's going to give you everything you need. And um, you can just, your job is to be obedient and keep building that confidence in every, you know, success that he gives you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I hope that that's helpful because I, it's just one of those things that when you learn it, you just, you want to tell everybody. Because right. you know how many people struggle mm-hmm. with the doubt of, well, I don't think I can do that. I think someone's going to do it better than me. Um, you know, I don't really think that I'm going to make much of a difference.
friends, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you think of the, the people um, that are in the Bible, as you mentioned, none of them were perfect. Oh, so, no, none. And, and all of them had, you know, issues and struggles, even when God gave them the you know, here's what I want you to do. It still wasn't easy. Yes. And so as Christians, that nothing is easy that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I feel like sometimes I follow Christ, the more struggles sometimes I feel like I have because the enemy is after us. But like I said, you, you bring about a good point because none of them had all the answers. None of them mm-hmm. could figure out on their own and they mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to if it wasn't for God. So we have to realize that we cannot be so hard on ourselves as much as we want to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that we have to rely on God and God will help us um, pave the way, especially if that's our calling and that's what he wants us to do. Yes. And I, I totally agree um, with what you said about none of them being perfect and even messing up along mm-hmm. the way, not obeying fully, mm-hmm. right? Like kind of taking their own creative rights with what God told them to do, but God was faithful. Mm -hmm. And so they might've, you know, had to go through something that God didn't plan for them to go through, but he still brought them through it and his will was still done. And so that's, that's like a huge part of my confidence is knowing, okay, I don't really have control. All this control we think we have. (laughs) So silly. Yeah. (laughs) It's just perceived because we can do, you know, quote unquote, everything right, you know, in our minds. Oh, I right. did all of this right. And we can still have a catastrophe. Yes, for sure. I've had, you know, very painful experiences with that where I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm not in control. Got it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I hear you, God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I, I love this. This has been, um, I feel like this whole thing has been very positive and um, yeah. hopefully very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that you, right now you're writing on a Facebook page, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So if people wanted to follow your journey, how could they find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook from Angela Olinghouse. I'm, there's probably only one or two of us on there. Um, I think there is another one. I don't know her, but um, <laughs> other than that, it's just me. Um, so, and then when you get there, there is a link to my um, blog as well. I'm trying to update that. for So for the longest time, I did not have a laptop. I just had my phone. So I did everything on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I have my, my new laptop, I'm going to try to broaden that and do more with it and, and try to get more of an audience and that kind of thing. So I'm really excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. And then just having the confidence and, and hope writers behind me, I'm definitely doing more about you know, with my writing and things. So I think within the next six months or so, it's really going to develop and take off um, because I'm finding myself more and more wanting to write and Mm. be more creative and think ahead. And I'm taking notes about everything and um, things are really starting to come together. So I'm pretty excited about that. That is exciting. I'm so happy. And so for now, we'll just follow you on Facebook and see, see where God takes you. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for this. Yeah. I think it's gonna absolutely. I think it's gonna be really encouraging for mm-hmm. our listeners. Yeah. I've definitely enjoyed it. I'm I'm um, you know, definitely looking for tips as well on, you know, people say, Well, are you on Instagram and Twitter and all that other stuff? And I'm like, Nope, not there yet. I mean, I I kind of explore with it a little bit, but eventually maybe I'll get there. But I really hope that 
in time, I can figure that that all out and, you know, help people along with their spiritual journey and Mm -hmm. um, be a positive force. There's so much negativity going on in the world right now and so many expectations on people on what to say and how to act and with all the turmoils in the world. And I hope that, um, I don't know, I just hope to be a positive light in a negative world right now. Yes, me too. I appreciate you having me. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, yes, it was very fun. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you. The You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast opens the conversation to the contents of my book, You Don't Have to Be Perfect. We uncover and remove false beliefs that hold us back and focus on living in the truth. with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.